your love for God and your obedience to God's purpose for your life will have an impact on the world today and for generations to come. This is the Bible Speaks to You podcast, episode 176. Today's topic, how much do you love the people who will be born 100 years from now? You're listening to The Bible Speaks to You podcast. I'm James Early, your host, and this is the place to be to rediscover the original Christianity of Jesus. Each week, we talk about how Jesus wanted us to think and act and pray and live our daily lives. And we dig down into the mindset of Jesus to discover how we can think and act like he did. The goal is to experience more of Jesus' promise that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Hey there, and welcome again to the Bible Speaks to You podcast. I am so grateful you've tuned in to listen today. As always, I appreciate you being here. I wanted to share something that happened a couple of weeks ago. One Saturday morning, I was finishing up my prayer time and Bible study when God kind of dropped a question into my heart. I had really felt connected with God that morning, and here's what God asked me. He said, how much do you love the people who will be born 100 years from now? Just hearing this question kind of blew me out of the water. It was so unexpected. Honestly, I don't usually give much thought to people that far in the future. But it's not actually the first time God has encouraged me to think about the generations of people who haven't been born yet. One of the very first podcast episodes I did, episode 8, talked about this idea a little bit. It was called How to Experience the Spiritual Power of the Lord's Prayer and I'll have that link in the show notes. One of the ways I suggest praying the Lord's Prayer in that episode is that when you say, Our Father, give us this day our daily bread, forgive us our debts, lead us not into temptation, deliver us from evil, it's to realize that you're asking God these things not just for yourself, but for others as well. Now, of course, that's pretty obvious, but sometimes I know when I finish praying the Lord's Prayer, I'm just kind of thinking about myself, and I have to keep reminding myself the Lord's Prayer is not just about me or you, it's about us. And one thing I brought out in episode 8 was the need to include more people in the our and us. And the highest way of doing that is to think of everyone in the past, the present, and the future when you say our or us in the prayer. That's a pretty big group of people. I was reminded of this that Saturday morning when God popped this question to me, and I'll repeat it. How much do you love the people who will be born 100 years from now? And so I've been thinking about this, and as I share a few ideas that have come to me, I hope you'll think about this as well. What is your first response when you hear this question? 
for me, it kind of instantly gave me a much more all-encompassing perspective of who we can pray for and include in our love for mankind. Jesus said more than once, love your neighbor as yourself. That's Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. In fact, he told the parable of the Good Samaritan to broaden people's definition of who their neighbors were. And I'm realizing that the people who will be born a hundred years from now or any time in the future are really just as much our neighbors as anyone on earth today. And we can love them that way. And the more I pondered all this, another question popped into my mind. Is there a way I can live my life now to have an impact for good on the lives of those who will be born a hundred years from now? This question, too, made me think in a whole new way about my sense of purpose. Am I living my life just for the present? So many people say we should just live in the present and not fret over the past or worry about the future. And there's certainly wisdom in that. Even Jesus says, this is Matthew 6, 34, Don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will bring its own worries. Today's trouble is enough for today. And Jesus is right, but he's talking about worrying about the future. Actually, though, Jesus had a far-reaching vision for how the world would be blessed by his message. He came not just to help the people who lived during one small slice of human history or who happened to be on earth in a very small geographical area where he preached for three years. His message was for every single person who will ever live on earth, and he knew it. In fact, he prayed specifically for those who would help share that message in each new generation. The night before his crucifixion, Jesus prayed for his disciples to experience their inseparable oneness, their relationship with God and with him. But then he added, this is John 17, 20, I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who will ever believe in me through their message. This verse shows that Jesus has prayed for you and me. Every time I read or hear that verse, it deeply comforts me. Jesus was looking into the future much further than just a hundred years. During his time here on earth, Jesus was living teaching, and healing. He was crucified. He resurrected, and he ascended. All those things he did were not just for himself. They were for all mankind. And he had such a far-reaching vision to know that his life purpose and message would continue down through the ages to bless and bring salvation to mankind. Now, if Jesus could have this far-reaching vision, and live his life accordingly. Isn't it possible for you and me to do so as well? It must be so. Jesus wanted and expected us, and knew that we could, follow him in every aspect of our lives. Paul brings this idea out in so many ways. Here are just a couple. This is Philippians 4.13. Paul says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And in 1 Corinthians 2.16, I quote this a lot, we have the mind of Christ. Well, 
since we have the mind of Christ, and Christ strengthens us to do all things, we can also have this far-reaching mindset or vision and be motivated to think about, pray for, bless, and love people who have not yet been born. This idea of someone blessing future generations is not found just in the New Testament. God says to Abram, all the way back in chapter 12 of Genesis, this is verses 1 through 3, the Lord said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. This blessing is still taking place today. There's no time limit on it. The obedience of Abram and his receptivity to the fact there is only one God continues to bless all the families of the earth today. And if this is true of Abram, why can it not be true for you and me? Think of all the people in the Bible who have blessed you. You've learned a lesson. You've been inspired by something they said or did. Sometimes we know their names. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes it's one of the children of Israel. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a man. Sometimes a woman. And sometimes a child. These folks in the Bible were probably not thinking of the effect their lives would have on people who came after them thousands of years later. Some of them might have, but most were probably just trying to survive in the immediate situation they were involved in. So, how does this apply to you and me? Obviously, no one is going to add your name or my name to the Bible for people to read about 100 or 1,000 years from now. But is there a way you can live your life today that would leave a legacy of love for folks in the future? Now, just to be clear, I'm not just talking about setting up some foundation or trust or organization that would still be around a hundred years from now to provide money or resources for people, although that could be part of the answer. And I'm not just talking about the influence you'll have on your descendants, if you have any. I'm trying to think of this mostly from the perspective of what you and I can do now with a spiritual focus that will bless those in decades and centuries to come, so they will come to know God in their lives and follow Christ. Now, I've just started to think and pray about this, and I don't have any definitive answers for myself, and it's certainly not for me to assume I would know what that looks like for you, but I do hope you'll start to think about this. Some of the ideas I've had are more typical things like writing a book, sharing my spiritual journey and life lessons. But just publishing a book these days doesn't mean it will be around for very long. But you never know. Think of how archaeologists keep finding old manuscripts. Maybe this podcast, or at least its content, will be around in the future. But that's a wild guess because technology is changing so fast. Who knows how information will be stored and shared a hundred years or even 10 years from now. So how was Jesus so sure his message would continue to bless mankind in each new generation? Well, I guess you could just say, well, because he was Jesus and he knew. And there's something to that, but 
Jesus also had faith that his message and its power to transform people when they followed his teachings would be passed down from generation to generation. The best hope of his message going forward was for him to instill it in his immediate disciples so they could share it with others. But it wasn't just about passing along a doctrine or a set of teachings to memorize and pass along to the next generation. It was about living these teachings in daily life. It was about embracing what I call the mindset of Jesus and being transformed and regenerated spiritually. But Jesus knew his message wouldn't survive the ravages of time and history just by a bunch of men and women trying to do the best they could. He knew they would need divine assistance. That's why he sent the Holy Spirit to guide them, teach them, and remind them of everything he said and did. You and I are the beneficiaries of this legacy today because the Holy Spirit is still present, guiding, teaching, and inspiring us to follow Christ and share his message. It really does come down to following Christ. Jesus said, this is Luke 9:23, whoever wants to be my disciple must deny themselves and take up their cross daily and follow me. This was true when Jesus said it. It's true today. It'll be true 100 and 1,000 years from now. And when Peter was wondering about what other disciples would do or what would happen to them, Jesus reminded him what the most important thing for Peter to do was. This is John 21:22. What is that to you? You must follow me. The best way for you and me to bless people with the gospel of Jesus Christ, now and into the future, is to follow Christ in every detail of our lives, to deny ourselves, take up our own cross, not someone else's, not even Jesus' cross, and follow him. And we need to do this without comparing ourselves to others and regardless of what others say, do, or think. I know it's easy to say the words, and we may not do a perfect job every day of our lives following Christ, but we can always keep coming back to follow Christ more closely. Several years ago, it first dawned on me and has become much clearer in the last few months that I have to live the gospel of Christ in my own life before I can genuinely help others in it. I realized that all too often in years past, oh, I could say the right words and I could tell someone else what the Bible said about a given topic, but I was talking and preaching way beyond what I had actually lived in my own life. And to some degree, I've been able to help people all along, but now I see more clearly my own need to grow in Christ before I can help others as much as possible. So, in the last six months or so, I've been focusing more specifically on what I need to do or think, or not do or not think, to follow Jesus more closely. How can I help others do this if I'm not doing it to the best of my ability? The more closely we follow Christ, and I think our walk with Christ evolves as we mature in Christ, the more we'll bless those in our immediate circle of influence as well as those who have not even been born yet. If you're doing what God has called you to do, 
that will have an influence on those you know, and they'll pass it along to people they know. And that's how the gospel of Christ has come down to us through the ages to this present moment. This same process will continue. Even if people a hundred years from now never know your name or that you even existed, the influence you have on people you love and bless right now will have a ripple effect into the future. Jesus fulfilled his purpose here on earth. He didn't live his life just for himself or the people who lived in his time period, but for all mankind throughout the ages. When you live your life in fulfillment of your God-given purpose, you too will be a blessing for generations yet to come. How will that happen? I have no idea. But I deeply believe that when we follow Jesus' example of doing God's will in our own lives, as Jesus did, it will bless others just as Jesus did, and there is no time limit on that blessing. Now, you may still be wondering how the good you do today and the love you express today can have an effect far into the future. Well, here's the analogy that helps me. Have you ever been to one of those underground caves that had stalactites and stalagmites? They were formed over thousands of years from little water drops. Every single drop of water contained minerals that were deposited. And over the years, each little deposit from each water drop added to what was already there. And beautiful formations were created. The Christly love we express today adds to the love that has already been expressed in the past, and it will remain in the future. Just like those stalactites and stalagmites. The history books a hundred years from now may not have your name in them, or tell your story, or they might. But your love for God and your obedience to God's purpose for your life will have an impact on the world today and for generations to come. So how can you live your life today that will be a blessing to people in the future? How can you live your life today that shows your love for people in the future? Just thinking about all this, has given me a much deeper sense of purpose. But it's not an intellectual exercise. It's an opportunity to be humble and quiet and listen. Ask God these questions. Listen for God asking you questions. You may not get an answer right away. It may come slowly. It may come in bits and pieces. That's okay. Keep asking, keep praying, keep listening. The answer will come in God's own time and in the way that will bless you the most. If you have an earnest, sincere desire to follow Christ, to fulfill your God-given purpose and to bless all mankind, the Holy Spirit will reveal whatever it is you need to know and do and empower you to know and do it. So I'll leave you with the original question. How much do you love the people who will be born 100 years from now? Let your life today be the answer. Thanks so much for listening and being here. I really appreciate you tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, 
And if you know someone that might appreciate it, please share it with them. If you haven't subscribed yet on the website, I encourage you to do so. Go to thebiblespeakstoyou.com and click on the subscribe tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form and you're all set. And when you do, I'll send you a prayer guide I put together called Praying with the Mindset of Jesus. If you have any comments or questions about today's episode, I'd love to hear from you. Go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and click on the Contact tab in the menu bar. Fill out the form, and I'll be in touch. All the Bible quotes that I mentioned today will be in the show notes on the website. You can find those at thebiblespeakstoyou.com forward slash 176. This is episode 176. And if you're listening on a podcast app, that link will be in the description. People say to me all the time, James, I love your podcast. I appreciate everything you put into it. It's been so helpful. How can I be supportive? Well, there's so many ways to be supportive of the Bible Speaks to You podcast. First is listening, and you're doing that. I appreciate it so much. Share with your friends on social media and tag me. Another way to be supportive is let me know how a particular idea or episode has been helpful. I love getting that kind of feedback. And if you have any questions, when you send in questions, I love that it helps me think about things from a new perspective. And also along that line, if you have any ideas for future episodes, I would really appreciate that. You may have noticed if you've been listening a while that Sometimes I'll mention I was talking to someone or someone sent me an email with a question and so I turned it into a podcast episode and that's a wonderful way to be supported because if you have a question or an idea for an episode, somebody else may have that same question or idea, but maybe they haven't written to let me know what it is. So it blesses everyone when you do that. And of course, If you're so inclined, you can make a financial contribution to help cover the production costs of the podcast. That's a wonderful way to be supportive, and I'm always so grateful. If you'd like to make a donation to the podcast, just go to the website, thebiblespeakstoyou.com, and scroll all the way to the bottom in the footer. You'll see a PayPal donate button. And for those of you who have contributed financially to the podcast, I am so grateful It helps me keep going. It helps me upgrade my equipment and cover the costs of producing the show. So again, thank you. And speaking of gratitude, I am so grateful for you. I appreciate you being here and listening. But more than that, I feel so much love and affection for you tuning in and listening. And I love the way God is working in your life right now. I don't know what that is or how it looks or where it is in the process, But I know it's true. God is working in your life this very moment, and I am so grateful for that. Well, that's it for this week. Thanks again so much for tuning in. I'm James Early with the Bible Speaks to You podcast. Have a great week. Take care, and we'll see you next time. God bless.